College football is starting to heat up. We've got all the hot takes here on the Football Podcast. This is the Football Podcast with Max and Dad. Here's your hosts. Hey, this is Max. And this is Dad. Week 3 was full of unexpected and exciting games. We got a lot to cover this week, so let's not waste any more time and let's get right into it. First quarter. We had some big games this weekend in week three. Let's start off with Missouri beating number 15, Kansas State. Yeah, Missouri, they kicked uh, an SEC record 61-yard field goal to beat K-State in the last seconds. Max, I do have to say, I called this victory for Mizzou. Good for you, Dad. Staying in the SEC area, we got LSU going into Mississippi State, crushing them 41-14. to LSU bouncing back from their Florida State loss that they had a couple weeks ago. Yeah, Max, the Tigers looked really good. Daniels flinging the ball all over the field. The offense had more than 500 yards of total offense. Malik Neighbors, he looks like the next great LSU wide receiver. He had 239 yards receiving on 13 catches with two touchdowns. He's third in the nation in receiving yards right now. The Tigers looked really strong. Next up, we have number three, Florida State, barely winning to Boston College, 31-29. Florida State has Clemson next week. We'll see how their offense does against that tough Clemson team. Yeah, Florida State had some early struggles. Uh, Travis Jordan got injured. He's questionable for the Clemson game, so we'll see how that works out. Next, we had Alabama still trying to figure things out. Uh, They were able to hold off South Florida and get the 17-3 victory, but it was not pretty, Max. Yeah, Bama is having real issues with their quarterback situation. Their O-line wasn't as great as normal, and Nick Saban better shape up those boys for their next game if they want to make it to the SEC championship game. And over down in the swamp in Florida, uh, the Gators handled Tennessee 29-16. to uh, The score wasn't even indicative of how bad that beatdown was. But I'll tell you, by the end of the game, both teams had a lot of fight in them. But Florida proved to be the best team of that night. The Volunteers continue to struggle in the swamp where they haven't won since 2003. And finally, the late game of the night, number 18 Colorado beats Colorado State 43-35 to in double overtime. Dad, what are your thoughts about this tough football game? Coach Primetime does it again, and Colorado becomes only the third team to start 3-0 after having 11 losses in the previous season. Those Sanders boys, they showed their resilience once again and overcame an 11-point deficit with three minutes to go in the fourth quarter. They fought all the way back to a double overtime victory. I don't feel like Colorado's going to win the national championship or even the Pac-12 necessarily this year, but I do tell you this, Max, this is the feel-good story of the year thus far. Second quarter. All right, Max, it's time to talk about a few teams that are on the struggle bus. We on the struggle bus. That struggle bus. Right in that struggle bus. Yeah. First up, we got Alabama. In the game against South Florida, Bama was sacked five times. It is very unusual for Alabama. Their offensive line did not look very good. They only had 100 yards passing between two different quarterbacks. 
They barely made over 300 total yards. They had a decent running game happening. Milro gets the start uh, at quarterback against Ole Miss, uh, but I'm not sure Old Saban is feeling good about anyone under center right now. Yeah, Dan, next up we have Florida State. Now, they're ranked number four, but they did struggle a little bit against Boston College with that two-point victory. Their defense wasn't playing that well against Boston College, and Jordan Travis hurt his shoulder and will be questionable for their big game against Clemson. Clemson is always a tough opponent to face, even at Clemson. This is going to be one hard game for the Seminoles. Yeah, and finally on the struggle bus, we have Tennessee. Uh, They got beat down during the game and after the game, if you saw that. Not looking very strong with teams like Georgia, South Carolina, and Bama still on their schedule. Here's an old man saying for you, this year is not last year. I know that's very profound. Last year is gone, and the great run they had I don't think is going to last any longer. Teams rising up. My first team rising up is going to be LSU, and they were looking hot against Mississippi State this week. They are actually number one in the SEC for total yards, passing yards, and first downs. Yeah, it seems like they're hitting their stride, and uh, no better time now than the start of conference play. They are firing on all cylinders and uh, ready for a heavy conference schedule. Next team on the rise is none other than Colorado, like we've talked before. They continue to prove the doubters and haters wrong. Uh, They just keep winning. They have a huge game this week against Oregon. We'll get to that a little later. What other team is on the rise, Max? The last team that is on the rise is Notre Dame. Now, they have a pretty tough schedule, but do not underestimate the Fighting Irish. They have Ohio State this week, which is going to be a pretty tough matchup. They still have to play Clemson and USC as well. And their quarterback, Sam Hartman, is looking good with his first four starts of the season. And their running back, Audric Estime, is leading the nation in rushing. Third quarter. All right, let's talk about some Heisman hopefuls. Max, go ahead and give me your top five. Number five this is a bit surprising. Uh, the current Heisman winner, Caleb Williams from USC, 878 yards and 12 touchdowns. No interceptions, but these four guys that are in front of him really have shown some grit into this season so far. Number four is Jaden Daniels from LSU. He has the most yards out of any quarterback of the SEC right now, 976 yards. He has eight touchdowns and one interception. We'll see how he does this week in Tiger Stadium against Arkansas. Number three is Sam Hartman from Notre Dame. They have Ohio State this week. Pretty tough game, but currently right now he has 1,061 yards, 13 touchdowns, and zero interceptions. We'll see how he does against that Ohio State defense. We'll see if he can put up the same numbers. Number two is Shadur Sanders from Colorado, already 1,251 yards, 10 touchdowns, and one interception. Shadur Sanders is a shifty quarterback for the Colorado Buffaloes, and this week against Oregon will solidify if he's worthy of Heisman consideration. And finally, number one from Washington, Michael Penix Jr. He's leading the nation right now in passing yards with 1,332 passing yards, 12 touchdowns, and only one interception. Fourth quarter. All right, Max, we have predictions 
for our games of the week. We're going to start off with a top 25 matchup, Iowa at Penn State. Who do you got? I got Penn State in this one. They crushed Illinois in Illinois, and I feel like this is going to be another easy win for them. Actually, I'm going to take Iowa on this one. They're pretty scrappy, and they've given Penn State their best shot over the years. Uh, So I'm going to take the Hawkeyes. Next up, we have another top 25 matchup. Number 22, UCLA versus number 11, Utah. Tell me what you got, Max. I'm going to go with UCLA on an upset. Cameron Rising is still on injured reserve for this game, and I feel like UCLA has a chance Even though Utah is playing at home, I feel like UCLA will give them a good run for their money. Yeah, well, I'm, again, going to take the opposite. I'm going to pick the Utah Utes over UCLA this weekend. Next up, staying in the Pac-12, we have number 14, Oregon State, versus number 21, Washington State. Max, I saw that Washington State has one of the best passing attacks in the nation I'm actually going to take them at home to win to beat Oregon State in the upset. What do you got? Actually, I'm going to go with the opposite. I'm going to go with the Beavers here. I think their pass attack will really help them win this football game. Next up, we got number four, the Florida State Seminoles at the Clemson Tigers. What are your thoughts on this game, Dad? Well, I think that the Florida State quarterback, Jordan Travis, uh, is having a shoulder injury. He's questionable for the game. We'll see what happens if he starts or not. I believe Clemson is still Clemson. They're strong. They've had strong teams for the last uh, half decade or so under Dabo Sweeney. They are a very resilient team. I think their defense is going to be honing in on Jordan Travis, trying to put a lot of pressure on him. But I'm going to take the Clemson Tigers on this there in Death Valley to upset the Seminoles. Well, again, I'm going to have to go with the opposite again. I'm going with the Seminoles. If Jordan Travis stays healthy, then this pass attack is dangerous for Clemson. Even Florida State's defense is also very dangerous. Jared Verse leading the Seminoles' defense. He's going to be very dangerous for that Clemson O-line. Next up, one of my favorite games for this week is number 15, Ole Miss, versus number 13, Alabama I'd be lying to you if I told you I didn't want Alabama to go down, so I am going to take the Ole Miss Rebels and Lane Kiffin beating old Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Who do you have, Max? I'm going to take the Ole Miss Rebels as well. I feel like they really have learned a lot from their last meeting. I feel like they have the confidence to take revenge and go to Alabama, not only thinking confident, but thinking that they are going to show up and show out in this football game. Back in the Pac-12, we got number 19, Deion Sanders, Buffaloes, versus number 10, Oregon. What are your thoughts on this game, Dad? And if Colorado does win, do you think that they have a chance of making it to the playoffs? Well, definitely if they win this one, they are showing everybody that they are the real deal. I think it's very difficult to play at Oregon. I know that's one of the tougher Pac-12 stadiums to play at. Oregon still looks pretty strong. They have Bo Nix. I think he's like a a 19th year senior. He's been playing college football quite a while. Anyways, I'm actually going to take Oregon in this one. I think Colorado finally trips up, gets their first loss on the season. No hating about it, but it's just... I just don't see how long that run can last, but I think it's going to stop here, and then Colorado will still go on to have a great, fantastic season, but I think Oregon gets the victory in Eugene. 
I'm going to have to go with the Oregon Ducks as well. I feel like they're going to silence all the ESPN analysis. The Colorado Buffaloes are still a pretty young team. Deion Sanders, it's still his first year. Bo Nix will have an amazing game, and I feel like the Oregon Ducks will get it done at their house. Alrighty, and the game of the week, a top 10 matchup, college football game day, will be there in South Bend, Indiana. Number six, the Ohio State versus number nine, Notre Dame. Max, who you got? This is one of the hardest games in Ohio State's schedule right now. Notre Dame has a tough pass attack. They have a tough defense. Sam Hartman is in the running for Heisman votes. But I'm still going to have to take the Buckeyes on this one. I feel like Kyle McCord has a shot of proving himself that he is QB number one for the Buckeyes. And that pass attack for Ohio State have Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Abuka. Those are two of the best wide receivers right now in college football. I'm going to take Ohio State at Notre Dame. Well, it is a house divided this week for the most part because I am going the other way. I am taking Notre Dame. They have scored more than 40 points in each of their first four games. I feel that their opponents have been a little tougher than what Ohio State has faced. Ohio State has sputtered in two of their first three games. It will be the toughest game for both teams so far in the season, but I am going to take Notre Dame by seven over the Ohio State Buckeyes, and we will see Notre Dame try to make a college football playoff run this season. Thank you guys for joining us for the football podcast with Max and Dad. This is Max. And this is Dad. Thanks for listening.